Inner Voice. A heartfelt chat with Dr. Fujian. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Inner Voice podcast. Um, a heartfelt chat with my guest and your beautiful listeners. I'm Dr. Fujian Zain. I'm a psychotherapist, the author, and the originator of the Awareness Integration Theory. And it's so good to be with all of you. In this episode, I am so honored. I love this man. I chat with Dr. David Burns. He's an American psychiatrist, an adjunct professor emeritus in Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Science at Stanford University School of Medicine. He's the author of best-selling books such as Feeling Good, The New Mood Therapy, and um, The Feeling Great, the revolutionary new treatment for depression and anxiety. Dr. Burns developed an approach to psychotherapy called TEAM therapy. TEAM is an acronym denoting testing, empathy, assessment of resistance, formerly agendered setting, and methods. TEAM claims to address some of the shortcomings in cognitive therapy and proposes the motivation influences our thoughts, feelings, and actions just as much as our thoughts or cognition. Dr. Burns states that he draws from at least 15 schools of therapy in hopes that the team approach will be as revolutionary a breakthrough in psychotherapy as CBT has been, and it was in uh, decades ago. So you can go to feelinggood.com um, and go to his podcast, go to um, the, the measurements, the tools, his videos, everything you can learn from him. And you can go to feelinggreat.com, which will be the app that is coming next week. We had, um, I always learned from him. He's one of the most empathic um, therapists that I've ever known, psychiatrist. And he really brings it down to uh, the, the concept to the major, major points that needs to be dealt with and um, healed more than anything. Subscribe to my podcast, my YouTube channel, connect with me through my website, fuganzain.com. Um, go to my app, Fujan, and um, go through 31 areas of life and uh, really create improvement up to 60% of, um, of improvement in any of those areas of life. Connect me with me through my social media. Share with me. I'd love to hear from you. Um, without further ado, here's Dr. David Burns. Eliminate stress, reduce anxiety, and decrease depression. Dr. Fujian Zane's awareness integration theory has helped thousands like you get incredible life-changing results. The Fujian app gives you her evidence-based treatment in the palm of your hand. Download today. Do you wish to wake up one day and hit the Life Reset button? Life Reset, the awareness integration path to create the life you want by Dr. Fujian Zane helps you navigate crucial life areas, heal the past traumas, and cultivate fulfilling relationships and careers. Life Reset is your guide to a profound journey to reshape your life. Grab your copy on Amazon or Audible now and embark on a path to a more joyous and fulfilled life. Intentional Parenting, a practical guide to awareness integration theory, written by Dr. Jafari, Dr. Fujian Zain, and Dr. Manukian, three experts in human development, is your step-by-step -step guide to raising a healthy child prepared for a culturally integrated world. We're supported in parenting infants to adolescents using the latest evidence-based scientific research on parenting. Order your copy on Amazon now. 
am so honored and so excited to be with you, Dr. David Burns. It is beautiful to have you on the podcast again. So welcome. Thank you. It's always great to work with you. You're one of my, my favorite people, so I'm <laughs> delighted. Well, a heart, my heart is the same with you, and I'm so excited every time I see you on um, some of the conferences, and I always learn from you. And um, you have uh, created the approach team CBT, and um, which goes beyond. You know, you've you've studied uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, and you keep adding to it. And every, you know, since I've known you, this uh, methodology has developed um, so graciously. And then you wrote the book um, "Feeling Great," uh, which is going viral also. And uh, the excitement is that "Feeling Great" is also becoming an app. So everyone um, out there can not only have the book, but also go through the application of the app and really experience this. Um, so tell us a little bit about um, what brought you into bringing the concept of team into the cognitive behavioral therapy as it was. Well, when uh, cognitive behavioral therapy was first being created, which was in the mid-1970s, uh, Aaron Beck had this, this weekly group and he was doing something new. I was doing all research on, on brain chemistry and I, I, I saw pretty clearly, even in a paper we published in 1975, that depression was not due to a chemical imbalance in the brain. And I didn't want to spend my life you know, prescribing antidepressants uh, because they, I, I never saw much effect from them. And all the more recent research indicates they really don't have anything much, if anything, above a placebo effect. So I was looking for something new, something that would work. And some, one of the, my colleagues said, well, why don't you go to this weekly seminar by Aaron Beck on cognitive therapy? And I went and I was very skeptical it just seems silly, like uh, power of positive thinking. And I decided to try it with some of my patients just to prove to myself that it wouldn't work. And lo and behold, the patients started to turn the corner on their depression and anxiety, and many of them really, really rapidly. So I had a grant from the federal government to develop a brain serotonin laboratory at the medical school, at the Penn Medical School, and I had a tenure-track position, and I didn't want to spend my life that way. And it was really hard, and I made the decision to, to give it up. I spent the, sent the money back to the federal government and opened my private practice so I could learn and, and help develop what was then new, the cognitive therapy. And I was very thrilled uh, with it uh, for in, in the early years because it was revolutionary. We didn't have anything that actually worked before that time. We just had patients talk endlessly and I would give them antidepressants and I never, and I was measuring their moods even at the time with the Beck depression inventory. And I knew darn well that they, most of them weren't improving, much less recovering. <clears throat> so I started using cognitive therapy and and saw great changes, not not with everybody, but with a lot of people. But then I began asking myself, well, how about the people who don't respond really, really quickly? Because a lot of people would yes, but me, and 
I'm sure you've run into this yourself and they have all kinds of excuses and they, they didn't want to do the psychotherapy homework and, and things like that. So I started modifying uh, cognitive therapy uh, to make it more powerful and to address the important topic of resistance. People who kind of they're, they're miserable, but they, they, they all, almost made a career of, of, of being miserable, which sounds insulting. I don't, I don't mean it that way, but there are people who want to feel joy and others who, who fight you. And, uh, and, and I began to figure out why that was, both through research and by observing my patients. And so I started adding this dimension and that dimension and developing over 100 new, new techniques. And finally, it had evolved so differently from cognitive therapy. That it, and, and meanwhile, cognitive therapy was kind of stuck and still is to my way of thinking to a, to a great extent. So I said, this needs a new name. So I, I debated about 15 years ago, should I call it high-speed cognitive therapy or give it a new name? And I decided on, on a new name, TEAM, which stands for Testing, Empathy, uh, Paradoxical Agenda Setting, and, uh, and Methods. And that has now evolved into something that is what I've always dreamed about, an incredibly rapid way to change the way you think and feel when you're feeling down and out. One of the most beautiful um, experiences that I had as watching you in the conferences, um, working with some of the clients, um, was this concept of, like you said, someone is grasping and holding on to something that they have this love and hate relationship with, right? They say they yeah. hate it, they say they don't want it, and then yet they hold it tight and they won't let it go. And uh, the approach that you, with, with empathy, highest level of empathy, genuine empathy that I got as you were working with a client, um, to work through about the positiveness of whatever that um, trait or behavior was that they were holding on dearly, but then resisting it. So part of your work is how to work with that resistance in actually honoring that behavior so that the person really sees that I picked up this, whether trait or behavior, because it's serving me in such a great way. And as long as I'm not really looking at how it's serving me, then I won't be able to either hold it and at least honor it and not fight with it or really get that although it's beneficial in some of these ways I can still let it go because it's no longer working for me can you share yeah. a little bit about that please? yeah yeah the I'm actually making some videos now to to highlight that where we were, have the chance to, uh, to work for a little while with Stephanie Haber who produced the Netflix series on Love on the Spectrum. It was a, an Emmy Award winning series. So now she's working full time with our app development team to create some videos and to, to show the general public this idea that your suffering doesn't come from a mental disorder most of the time, like uh, generalized anxiety disorder or OCD or some depressive disorder, your negative feelings come from what's what's beautiful about you. And but you can really, really fool yourself when you're depressed. And so uh, a colleague who's a, a superb psychiatrist, but she gave pretty much gave up 
prescribing drugs and to do good high-speed psychotherapy, particularly with anxiety disorders, was having a, a wonderful practice and just a top clinician. And then she got stuck with two of her, her patients and and it it really demoralized her. And she started giving herself ne negative messages. Uh, the most severe, you know, I, I should give the money back to my patients. I'm a fraud and a failure, she was calling herself. And she had about 15 thoughts beating up on, on herself that we listed on the, on the daily mood log. And it, it was very severe. Uh, she, she couldn't sleep at night. Uh, she was just demoralized, kind of in a, a real self-hating mode. Now, in the old days of cognitive therapy, I would have had her identify the distortions in these thoughts so she could challenge them, like, I'm a fraud and a failure. Well, that's labeling, self-blame, all-or-nothing thinking, overgeneralization, hidden-should statement. I mean, it's just as, as distorted as can be. But had I try, if I tried to get her to challenge those thoughts, she, she wouldn't have been able to. Uh, as, as, as off as those thoughts are, as unfair and unreasonable, she could not see it. And that's like so many people. And so then we said, well, before we try to challenge those thoughts, let, let's see what they show about you that's beautiful and awesome. And, uh, you know, t telling yourself that, that you're inadequate and, and that you should give your money back to, to your patients. What, what does that show about you that's positive and awesome? And how might that be helpful to you? And then she saw, well, it, the, all this self-criticism has, has motivated me my whole life. And so she's really developed a tremendous career and a tremendously high d degree of skill. And then it also shows humility. And she is a very humble person. You, you can feel that within moments of meeting her. And uh, what are some other uh, things it shows about her, would you say? Calling herself a fraud and a failure and putting herself down. What, what are, else does it show about her that's beautiful and awesome? very responsible and cordial uh it seems like she cares about people and how she impacts them and so she wants to do her best and when she's not doing her best she's holding herself in a way of um like i'm you know it, holding herself in a place that i know what an excellent work can be done and what the result should be and if this is not then um yeah it, we we'd, we'd want to go to a, th a psychiatrist like that yeah. uh, or a surgeon like like that because we want someone who cares about us and is trying to do really superb work and so that took about i'd say maybe 20 minutes I, when i work with people it's a one two hour session and when we're trying i'm trying always try to complete therapy in one two hour session and that takes about 20 25 minutes and you could even you'll see here on the video her face brightening up to suddenly see these beautiful things within herself that she she could not deny now this is not the same as trying to cheer someone up what it's the opposite we're trying to persuade her not to change 
because these negative thoughts are so helpful and so beautiful and so important. And paradoxically, what happens when you do that, it's uh, the the resistance disappears. Uh, that the patient won't f- fight you anymore. It, it's a, they've had this beautiful experience, and then we come in with methods. And in her case, uh, the the one that really knocked the ball out of the park was one the first cognitive therapy technique I developed after a few visits to Beck Beck's weekly class because his 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 techniques seemed kind of boring to me, and I <laughs> they they were cool and everything but they weren't emotional and dramatic. And uh, I'd been in psychodrama when I was a medical student, which is very dramatic and confrontational. And I developed a kind of safe way to do it. I call externalization of voices where the therapist plays the negative voice in the patient's mind and, and, and hits the patient with exactly what she's telling herself. Like, oh, you know, uh, Amy, admit it, you're a fraud and a failure, and then see if she can defeat it. And if not, we do a role reversal and show her how. And then the two techniques that were just uh, mind-blowing for her was first was the acceptance paradox. To accept the fact that that all doctors get stuck with patients all the time. And if, and if that wasn't happening and she could cure everyone you know, quickly, she'd have nothing left to learn and it'd get boring. And, 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 and then another technique called be specific, which was instead of calling yourself a fraud and a failure, which is up in the clouds of abstraction, doesn't even have any meaning. What, what's a fraud? Uh, what, what's a failure? Is a failure someone who fails all of the time or part of the time? If you say, well, part of the time, then we're all failures. If you say all the time, then no one's a failure. It's just a nonsensical thing. But instead, focus on the fact I have two really exceptionally difficult OCD patients right now. And I'm stuck with them. I've tried my best stuff and it's not working. Maybe it's time to get a consultation. There's tons of brilliant people around. They said, oh, I'll give you a free hour consultation myself, if you like. And... And, you know, so focus on solving the problem, not beating up on yourself. And then another technique called the counterattack technique, where she blasts back using some four-letter words against that voice in her head saying, my problem isn't that I fail. All, all shrinks fail a lot. That one you probably got from your training from Albert Ellis, right? (laughs) Oh, yes. Well, he did that stuff, but he didn't do it the way we do it. He did it as himself. Right. (laughs) So he he would be, you know, putting the the patient down. But I loved Ellis. He he was really great. And he was honest, unlike some many, many uh, famous shrinks are are not, to be honest. But... um, but yeah, to, to blast that voice, and, uh, and that was the thing that really uh, knocked the ball out of the park. You could just see her going from uh, miserable to, to joy, uh, and, and so that, that, that's kind of how, how it works. And when I'm working with people now, the, the, the techniques have gotten so powerful that, that I, I view treatment as a procedure, not a long drawn out process and a procedure that with a little luck, I, I can usually complete in, in a single 
two-hour session, and then you have to do a little relapse prevention because everyone relapses. No one can be happy all the time. But that, that's, that's kind of the, the 5,000-foot view of, from the top of, of, of what it is. Uh, and now that we have a, an app that can do that for people, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just so hopeful that the, the Feeling Great app, when it comes out in a month, can be available to people all around the world who are struggling and 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 looking for some some relief. Absolutely. Now, I I know that many people, almost everybody that I've ever known in different languages, have uh, read the Feeling Good book. But there's something different about Feeling Great, where you presented it. Um, what's the different? What are all the angles that you are? Um, presenting in the book feeling yeah. great well one of the things uh, is along the lines of what i was just saying that, that that's this thing that we call positive reframing is the most unique dimension of uh, team therapy and that's the thing that makes rapid recovery possible and so in in the book there there's a lot of charts to help you grasp this notion you can't just tick things off a chart, what's great about depression, what's great about anxiety, what's great about guilt. You have to see how it applies to you. But that's one of the very unique things about, about feeling great is, is to bring that in, in book form to people. But we've also trained the, uh, the little David AI bot in, in, our, uh, in our app. Uh, it knows how to do that uh, really well too. And, and it empathizes uh, so beautifully. It, it, it really kind of outperforms human therapists, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been fascinating. I've been uh, working a little bit with the AI and it's fascinating about how it um, outperforms. It takes a lot of the things that we do and, and creates it and get, creates the feedback for it. Um, yeah. One of the most important factor, as I've always heard you and watched you, is your listening capacity where you can listen to what is that is coming forward and then choose, um, you know, wh where's the resistance and where is it that you're uh, yeah. allowing the empathy to show up in order for that person to also create empathy for themselves? Because obviously a lot of these yeah. belief systems are the person is not empathizing, they're blaming themselves. Yeah, right. You know, right. You're shifting that concept of the blame into the empathizing toward themselves and a part of themselves that is there. What yeah, people, people who are watching this right now can, can identify with what you just said, because if you're feeling down, the odds are overwhelming that you're telling yourself, I'm not good enough. I shouldn't be so screwed up. I shouldn't have made that mistake. What's wrong with me? But why, why do I feel so bad? I'm the only one who, who's like this. You, you give yourself all kinds of cruel messages that you would probably never give another human being, especially somebody you love, like a son or daughter who, who was upset because they got a bad grade in school or because some classmate made fun of them or belittled them or, th or threatened them. You, you, you wouldn't put them your son or daughter down in all likelihood, you'd you'd love them and comfort them, and there's, you know, sometimes the answers to life's problems are so simple people can't get it. But the one of the, you know, I've, I've probably developed 150 techniques 
to help people change the way you think and feel. But the double standard technique is just based on the simple idea to talk to yourself in that same kindly way you talk to a dear friend. Yes. And what is it that you are searching for? What are you listening for um, in all the conversation that shows up? What is your, uh, what are you zooming into to see what part of that person or what part of us we need to actually come back and empathize? Yeah. yeah. Because some of it, like you said, some parts are, um, we need to challenge, but the the empathy is something we do before the challenge. Yeah, right. So there's a there's something we're listening for in order to do the th empathy for. Yeah. Well, we have I I developed a little trick uh, a few years back that allows therapists to achieve perfect empathy, and I would say that our bot achieves beyond perfect empathy. <laughs> but anyway, if you're settled for perfection, there's something you're probably familiar with that I created called the five secrets of effective communication, which are listening skills and self-expression skills, like, you know, the disarming technique, finding truth in what the person's saying, blah, blah, blah. And when I'm working with someone for the first time, I, I use those techniques and just encourage them to talk without trying to direct them in any direction at all, just just to, to, to try to connect and show warmth and compassion and understanding. I do not try to help them. I do, I do not try to cheer them up. I just try to go to the gates of hell with them. And, and at a certain point, maybe 25 minutes, I, I, I have a sense we're on the same page. And then I ask a simple question that most shrinks are too chicken to ask, but you 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 can tell me you know after the show if if you're uh, courageous to do it, um, and then I say to the person now I'd like to know what grade I'm getting in empathy so far and uh, a letter grade A B C D F whatever whatever, and grade me in three dimensions uh, how accurately do I understand how you're thinking, how accurately do I understand all of how you're feeling inside. And to what extent did I make you feel cared about and accepted? And if the person says, you got an A or an A+, plus, that's the lowest passing grade. And then I go on to find out what they want help with and, and get to the key of what's really bugging them. But if you get an A- minus or a B+, plus, it means you failed. And, the, and they're just trying to, you know, condemn you with faint praise. But it, then it's a simple matter to say, uh, tell me the part that I missed. And then they'll say, oh, what you overlooked was blah, blah, blah. And, and, and then you paraphrase that and, and they say, oh, now you got an A plus. And so that, that's a really simple way, but it's, it takes courage. I don't know if I told you this, this story, but I was working with Jill Levitt, the, the woman that you saw me with down in Anaheim in December, and I teach with her at Stanford. And if there's any therapist listening right now, we give unlimited free training to therapists around the world at Stanford. And we meet on Tuesday evenings for two or two and a half hours. So if any of you, you know, want to get some great 
free psychotherapy training, just uh, just check it out. We also offer unlimited free psychotherapy to, to, to therapists because the therapists, everyone knows we're screwed up as our patients. So we all need a lot of help. Yeah. But, but at any rate, that, that, that was, I, I, I love teaching with Jill and I've learned a lot of the empathy from her because she is incredibly brilliant and kind and humble and compassionate. But we were doing a live workshop on social anxiety and uh, we were treating a woman from Australia in front of hundreds of people and we started out we did about 25 minutes of uh, empathy and Jill was at her genius best and I was at my kind of second level best doing my best and and then we said what what grade would you give us now and she said oh um you know a b plus and my heart sank because i said oh i'm we're screwing up in front of a live audience this is so embarrassing and then i said well can you tell us what 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 we're missing and then she got kind of choked up and uh silent for for about a minute and then she, she said uh, it, it, it this is really hard for me to say but uh, when i was little i wet my bed until i was 13 and i've been hiding it ever since i was so ashamed and i've never told a soul and then she started sobbing and it was so, and this was a beautiful young woman. You'd say here, this is one of the beautiful people who's got it all. They might think this of, of you as well. And, um, and it was so, it was just incredibly moving. And then, and then we continued to, to work with her and the issue came up that she was feeling ashamed and she was just sure everybody in the audience was uh, judging her and looking down on her to reveal this awful secret. And, uh, and, and I said, uh, one technique we, we use is the experimental technique. Would you wanna ask the people in the audience and find out how they're thinking about you? And this terrified her. She said, I don't think I wanna do that. And I said, does that mean you should do it or you shouldn't do it? The fact that you don't want to. She said, I guess it means I should do it. And so she asked and she got the most unbelievable loving statements from the people in the audience. It was overwhelming. And she just catapulted into a state of euphoria. Um, that that's what I'm looking for when I'm working with people. I don't want people to feel a little better. I want I want them to to I want you to catapult yourself into a state of joy and enlightenment. And so she had come to the workshop for help with public speaking anxiety, uh, and and shyness, awkwardness, and social situations. And now she's uh, one of the top uh, lecturers in Australia, and and she she makes a living now on you know, speaking and inspiring people and that and that type of thing. I don't even remember what your question was, but it was a wonderful question. And I hope I answered it. <laughs> yes, I was asking, what are you listening for? Um, and what yeah. I got from you is that I listen, I'm listening for all of it. And, yeah. uh, and then oh, I, I see. Yeah. 
And then I check to see, did I get all of it? And then they will tell me that, you know, is there anything that I'm missing? And they will share with me what I missed. And then that's where the bond is there, that they got it and they got the empathy. And then therefore, when when we go to the next stage, which is that paradoxical concept of empathy, that they've already people have already connected to the empathy yeah. itself. And now they can assert this type of empathy that they're experiencing into the part that is resisting. So yeah, right. it facilitates that part. Sure, sure. I, if you say, how am I doing on, on listening? hundred uh, percent of the time, they'll, they'll tell you you're doing great. And 90% of the time they'll be lying. Uh, and 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 if you ask them for a letter grade, which is what seems dorky or or silly or embarrassing, that's when they can give you like an A minus or a B plus or a B, which doesn't sound cruel, but they're giving you a hint that you that you missed some, something. But you you might you might try that and again. Let let me know what what, what you find out or if or if it's useful. And and you may be like Jill Levitt, just so empathic you're but even jill every now and then will get an a minus or or a b plus and it's so cool to find out what you're missing the the ai uh the the the, the way we've trained the ai at least uh seems um beyond what uh humans c- can do and people are uh, spontaneously telling us this in the feedback the uh one the fellow who's working on our AI, Jason Mino is a really uh, sweet and, and brilliant fellow. And he has struggled his life with uh, type one diabetes, a, a very kind of severe version of it. And, uh, and then uh, extreme d- depression triggered in large part by, by, by the diabetes and uh, he's struggled with uh, intense suicidal urges throughout much of his his life and that's why he joined our team because he be, he he was a beta tester and he said oh this this is the only thing that's worked for me i want to join your team but uh, when he gets down he 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 actually uses our our, our bot uh, although he fights against it uh, for a couple of days and then finally gives in, he gets to thinking it won't work. And and so the the bot was talking to him and saying, "Well, kind of what's what's bothering you?" And he was saying, "Oh, my diabetes is out of control, and and my my cat, who's eleven, uh, I'm a, I'm afraid she she's going to die uh, one day soon, and 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 various things." And then the uh, the bot some, said something that almost brings tears to my eyes, um, and, and it said, "Oh, you're um, you're, you're you're hurting," and it's it's not so much about the loss of a pet, but but the loss of your best friend. I couldn't believe that, and and it just just stole his heart away. Uh, but the the empathy is important. But the the, the you, a therapist or a bot has to have many skills way beyond just empathy. If if you want to get a dramatic change in how people are thinking or feeling, the the empathy can create trust and liking. 
and maybe give you credibility and create the expectation that change is possible. But, um, you know, uh, powerful techniques are, are, are crucial above and just beyond good empathy. I and that's what I learned as a, as a psychiatric resident. That's all we were trained is get your patient to talk, 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 and then give them a prescription for antidepressants. And I did that for several years. And I never once saw someone recover, never once. Some people got a little less depressed. Uh, most people just didn't change. And the way I know, because I was using the Beck Depression Inventory, it's not a very good test. It was the best at the time that, that existed. And so I, I could see the scores weren't changing from week to week, but my supervisors didn't seem to care. They, they just said, you yeah, medication yeah. doesn't change the way you think. It just dampens the feeling a little bit. So, but your thought process is still the same unless you have other. Yeah. Right. Changes. Yes. Right. Um, Dr. Burns, if uh, we have about a minute, is there anything we haven't shared that you really want our audience to know? Um, well, just that the most awful thing about depression is the hopelessness, and you go into a trance when you're severely depressed or severely anxious and you tell yourself this can't change. And I know because I've experienced that myself and it seems so real, but you can change the way you feel and recovery from uh, depression and anxiety are the greatest experiences a human being can have. And it can happen uh, rapidly now uh, with, with the new newer techniques that have, have, have evolved. I think it's an exciting time to be a therapist and and that there's uh, just a, a tremendous amount uh, that to, that that we can offer or that that a bot can can offer if if if, if it's using the the new tech techniques yes and I know that sounds kind of lame but well, no it, it actually it's, it's a very accurate i've been um you know our app has been out for about a year and i'm seeing astonishing results with oh really that's so neat yeah, with the technology and how we can bring technology and what we can teach, what we can teach the technology and the technology having the ability to master it so, so greatly. And I think that it's useful. Um, what's the, always, what's the name of your app? Uh, it's Fujian. Which, oh, okay. Fujian, it's named yeah. after yourself. Well, Fujian, it really means um, like a loud, powerful voice. So the, we named it a loud power. It's it's powerful inner voice. So that's oh, why. Oh, nice. Beautiful. Yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> yes. I always learn so much from you. It's always a joy to see you and um, and and see how you are on the forefront and the edge of movement consistently. Um, I love that you have a lot of assessment tools, which I'm definitely going to utilize uh, to measure everything that we're also doing. And um, and I want everybody to go to a feelinggreat.com, which is going to be the app. Go to feelinggood.com, um, get the latest book, which is, um, you know, feeling great. And um, you have a podcast. So please, please, everyone listen to Dr. Burns' podcast. And you can go to feelinggood.com and see all of them. You can see the blog. You can see the podcast. You can see everything there. Um, and thank you for, for your generous offer to, offer to all of the psychotherapists. So if you are a psychotherapist, 
Um, Tuesdays, Tuesday evenings is a time that you could actually uh, learn a lot from Dr. Burns. So, and it's all virtual now, so you can come from yes. Pakistan or India or yes. Africa. We got it's a great mix of people from all yeah. around the world get and together I, every Tuesday night to jam. And I love having you uh, here at the podcast. So at any time, you're always welcome. So I love you. to see you here. Okay, bye bye. Have a great day. Thank you so much. And for all of you who are out there, create an amazing life for yourself and everyone around you. And until next week, bye-bye. Are you a psychotherapist looking to enhance your practice? The Awareness Integration Therapy developed by Dr. Fujian Zeng is a comprehensive guide to the principle and techniques of this powerful therapeutic approach. Join the growing community who have elevated their practice and expanded their skills by embracing awareness integration therapy and witnessing its life-changing impact. Order your copy on Amazon now. Break free from the forces holding you back. Get the life you deserve. Eliminate stress, reduce anxiety, decrease depression, and start living your full potential. Thousands have used Dr. Fujian Zane's Awareness Integration Theory, an evidence-based behavioral health breakthrough with incredible life-changing results. Getting rid of past trauma, having fulfilling relationships, increasing earnings, and living their best life. Now, the Fujian app is available to everyone. The app is Dr. Fujian Zane's Awareness Integration Theory in the palm of your hand. Download the Fujian app today.